Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to do a mini cast again. It's been busy lately. I mean, like, fuck, everybody's busy. I don't, I hate saying the word busy. But you know what? It's a beautiful, snowy day here in Kansas City. So um, since a couple of things shifted around this morning, I thought I would just take some time to go ahead and knock one of these episodes out. Something has been on my mind lately, and it's been because of a few conversations that I've had with both friends, clients, and just in general, because I get asked about this a lot, and I talk about it a lot with clients. Scheduling sex does not have to be awkward. Scheduling sex is actually really great for your relationship. Scheduling sex can jumpstart your libido. Scheduling sex can restart your sex life with your partner. But so many people are afraid of it. And I get it. So some of the things that I've heard people say are like, I mean, first off, when I start talking about scheduling sex, like, well, what do you mean? Like putting it in my calendar, like setting a a day, doing like a reoccurring time slot in my Google calendar for sex. Sure, why not? I mean, however you decide you want to keep track of your schedule is up to you, but what I am saying is you've got to carve out regular time to have intimacy with your partner. Scheduling sex to me isn't just about scheduling intercourse. Scheduling sex can be about maybe you're going to schedule a night where you just mutually masturbate together, or you do one of the exploratory sessions that I sometimes recommend for clients as they're trying to Um, get their love lives going again, get the intimacy restarted, get that libido going again. I've definitely heard people say that sounds fucking terrible. I don't want to schedule sex. Why would I want to schedule sex? Okay, well, I just usually ask, what what is it about scheduling sex that's so off-putting? And usually it's that they come up with something like they, they think it's going to become too mechanical. Like, where where's the romance? Where's the passion if I'm scheduling sex? I totally understand the whole not wanting it to feel mechanical. The, the part about having intimate times with your partner is about the spontaneity of it all, right? Okay. But, you know, here's the thing. Think back to when you were first dating your partner. You usually set up times to go meet with them. You set up dates. Usually on those dates, you knew you were going to get laid at a certain point. Like once you started having sex after that, you know, you probably just knew, all right, when we meet up, we're going to go do whatever. And then we're going to have sex at some point. Isn't that scheduling sex? I mean, in the grander scheme of things, when you look back on it, your entire relationship was built upon and started with you scheduling time, scheduling dates in which you are going to have sex with them. So to now be off-put by the idea of putting some time in your calendar regularly to have sex with your partner is off-putting, 
let's just unwrap it a little bit, okay? The mechanical part, I get people don't want to feel like they're being used just to fulfill a role. You know, it's not like you want to be used for sex. You got to change your mindset about it. It's not that anyone is trying to simply put someone into a mechanical role of being a sex object. It's simply that you're trying to get back to setting aside time for something that's incredibly important to your relationship. You know, I'm a big fan of Esther Perel and I, I love watching her videos or TED Talks or reading her books, all of the things. And you know, something that I once heard her say really resonated with me here in this particular situation where she was talking about how so many times partners are willing to give everything that they have to either work or the kids, uh, a charity, something that they're involved with. They're willing to give it their all with that. And then when they come home and it's time for intimate time with their partner, all that they have to give is sort of like the leftovers. Like they've already given everything else and they just wanna relax, they just wanna chill out, they don't really want to do anything. Okay, so that's become, I don't wanna say like a, one of the modern issues, but I do hear it from people. Hell, I've heard it from previous partners too. They go to work, they work hard. Hell, I've gone through it too. I have some days, sometimes in the past where I have said like, I don't wanna do jack shit tonight. But when it becomes the consistent theme that someone's going to work, someone's going out, someone's taking care of the kids, and then they have nothing left to give the relationship, nothing left to give in the bedroom, that's when it could be the problem. That's when it could really start to create real issues for a couple. There's a difference between having a stressful day and having such a stressful life that you are just spread so thin that you've got nothing left to give. Your partnership, your relationship, your love relationship has to be a top priority. It has to remain up there with everything else you do in life. It cannot come last. So how do you actually successfully schedule sex? I mean, sometimes people say that their partner would never actually go for that. And I beg to differ. I think that really it's all about the approach. It's about how do you discuss with your partner that you need to start setting aside specific times for sex. If you feel like it's going to be awkward for the two of you, maybe you just address that and simply say, hey, uh, so this might seem kind of awkward, but you know what, I just feel like we've got to talk about it. Address it if you feel like you're gonna feel an emotion or your partner's going to feel an emotion. Say, like, hey, this might be weird, I know we don't normally talk about these things, but hey, we've, we've got to start. You know, us not talking about this is what's gotten us to this point. We're both frustrated, so let's just lay it out on the table. What if we started scheduling times, scheduling date nights, and scheduling sex? You know, test the temperature of the room, see how they feel about it, and then just start asking each other questions about it. How would you make it work? What's gonna feel right? What's gonna help it feel more natural? How do you then, if you need some sort of spontaneity, how do you then start integrating some spontaneity? For instance, you set up a regular date night, say once a week, and rather it be just the, the same thing that you've done in the past, perhaps put one of you in charge of the date night rotating back and forth, 
and each time you get to decide what it is you do. Do you start off with a massage and it builds up into something more erotic? Um, Then the next week the partner wants to help you relive something that you did on a vacation. So they kind of set the mood with some music that you listen to and uh, make you dinner and you guys eat a meal that you had together, uh, a restaurant you went to on that vacation or have a bottle of wine from Italy when you were there. Whatever it could be, just each other take turns setting the tone for the night and picking out what you're going to do in the bedroom that night. It's also really good for partners that find that they have, they've explored a lot together, but they still feel like there's a lot out there. If you've not done it before, I highly recommend that you hop online and find some of those quizzes. Scarletteen.com, which I've talked about before, has a really great list that you can print off Again, it's like six pages long, but it's got the yes, no, and maybes. It's the maybes that you and your partner can use to explore. And yeah, certainly there's some opportunity to see like, oh yes, you wanted to try that? I didn't know you wanted to try that. Awesome. Start using these scheduled sex sessions to explore some of those things. Now, it's if it's things that you've never tried before, I do highly recommend rather than springing it on your partner, like I was just talking about with the spontaneity practices, make this more of a conversation. It's important to still maintain boundaries and get consent and make sure that you're not crossing any hard limits that your partner would object to. And the thing is, hard limits, uh, Yes, sometimes people have things that are completely, I guess I'll call stationary, that they start off as a hard limit from a, a you know, young age in their early you know, sexual experiences. When, when they first start with their sexual experiences, they set some hard limits, but sometimes those things can evolve or change or they get just a little exposure to something and go like, oh, oh wait, okay, maybe, maybe that, that could be pleasurable if it was done that way. Because maybe they had just an, an ill-conceived notion about what um, things like anal play involved. Hope you've listened to my anal play episode. I myself used to be highly opposed to any form of anal play. However, now I have found the uh, beauty and pleasure that can be had in anal play and anal intercourse. So, you know, it just has to be the right partner, has to be the right time, and has to be done correctly. But then there's other people out there who genuinely have zero desire for anal play. They've always said zero desire, and that's just something they're just not interested in. It's okay. But I do recommend checking in with some of those things. Not prying, not trying to like push them into doing things, because I know there's a lot of, we're talking about especially heterosexual partners out there, there's a lot of male partners who really want their female partners to participate in anal and they just don't have any interest. There could also be even amongst gay couples, uh, you know, one, both people like to, one person's a switch and one likes to top and you know, the switch wants to do it and the top doesn't want to switch. Like, you know, that's a thing. So again, just about maintaining boundaries, stay, uh, but, but do check in to make sure that those boundaries are still what they once were. If you've got kids, you might have to get creative when it comes to scheduling sex. Maybe you need to book a hotel room after dinner time, but you don't actually end up staying in the hotel room. Who cares? Book like a you know babysitter 
for like six o'clock, get to dinner by 6.30, you're out to you know the hotel by 7.30 and you're home by 10 and you've still had a couple of hours to have a really good night, clean up and get home in time to send the babysitter home at a decent time, like 11 o'clock, whatever. Hotels do not give a shit if you don't stay overnight. Just go have a good time. Maybe you schedule sex first thing in the morning because uh, everyone's asleep and you know that you can sneak off into the bathroom and have a quickie in the shower. I don't know, get fucking creative. Think about some fantasies you've had, start thinking about practical ways to start implementing them and then just, like I say, get creative with it. If you can't make a reoccurring day of the week work because maybe you just have really, um, you know, well, maybe one partner travels for work, that's okay. Just take the time one evening to sit down and look ahead at the next few weeks and figure out when can you fit some intimate times together in. If anything, sit down over dinner, have a glass of wine together. Maybe, hey, in the after sex glow, before you're, you know, you've had your cuddle time and you're kind of starting to clean up, maybe that's when you both look at your phones and figure out like, okay, hey, so I know both of our schedules are hectic the next couple weeks. Let's look and see when we're gonna be able to have some one-on-one time together. And hell, if all you end up having time for is oral sex or a quickie or you do end up having that fabulous date night where you can just have hours and hours and hours of awesome sex. Awesome, but what I'm saying is it's important to make sure that like if you are willing to schedule doctor's appointments, if you are willing to schedule vet appointments, if you are willing to make sure that the kids get to soccer practice, if you make sure that you get to the you know dry cleaners and pick up your stuff regularly, you can make sure that you make your sex life a priority too, because it is also a part of making your life, especially your love life, function properly. And on that note, I think I'm gonna go ahead and end it. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks again for listening in. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open The Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called the Dirty Bird if you want more content about sex and relationships. You can support said content, like my work with this podcast and other forms of media, by visiting listener support with Anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.